Welcome to the Steve and Caleb Show. My name is Caleb. And my name is Steve. Here we like to talk about politics and current events from a perspective of liberty. Oftentimes our opinions make both Republicans and Democrats uncomfortable. Let's dive in. Tell me, Caleb, do you wear a face mask? So at, <laughs> at work I have to wear one um, throughout the whole, the whole time I'm there. And then um, whenever we go outside, we take it off. So like... When I'm just by myself outside at home, I don't wear one. If I go to Walmart and like I feel the need to, then I will. But it's like it's more so less for myself and more so for like I don't know, more of like a re- a respect for someone else, sure, I guess. Sure. Um, but typically, I don't. Well, and I I don't spend a lot of time in public either. Like yeah, like I don't. Go, the movie theaters where we live are closed down. Stuff like that. Like it, it's it, there's nowhere for me to go to wear right. one. I guess. Right. Yeah. I. Uh, so uh, in my job, I don't have to. We have to have it on us, like on our, on our person, but not wearing right. it. And even uh, so, the the what was put out was if you're working, if you do have to be close to somebody, because my job typically you're not remotely close to anybody. Uh, we have the option to wear it, but uh, our boss said that we he will not require us to. It's more of a personal choice. Um, he does he does like if you're standing close to somebody and you're working in their area you know, helping them out with something or you're just talking, you know, water cooler talk, that kind of thing. And if you're too close and he sees you, he'll be, he'll do like a, you know, take his fingers and he'll point outwards like, Hey, full space guys, you know, leave some room <laughs> for Jesus. He don't say that, but, uh, how he, close is the closest person to you? Like at work? Like normally? Yeah. Like oh, while yeah. you're performing your job, like or? 20, 20, 30 feet. Okay. Like it's, you know, I'm in a, it's in an open bay, like a garage bay, uh-huh. Uh, situation and that's like normally how it is you know you'll have guys come over like if i have the grease gun if someone needs it hey it's on my desk or hey it's over here it is or whatever you know there's like little special tools that we share between each other uh but for the most part we're not really close enough to need it uh, and i personally i never wear it. like almost almost nobody does we have one guy at work that does uh when you if you work in his area but i think he might be the only one uh, and, I, and i don't know if he's got like some kind of respiratory issues or something of that nature where he's like worried about if he does get catch the Rona. Uh, right. But yeah, but even in public, I never do. Uh, I, I tend to think the reason that they put out the, you know, the government, the federal government put out like, Hey, wear the mask, do the social distancing, do all the things. I think it was more leaning towards, you know, they're going to try to cover all of the things that we can do instead of having like, Hey, here's this one thing that we can do. That's going to like, solve this problem or prevent this spread it's we're going to just do all of the things and that's why i think there's like hey we have to social distance we have to close the stores we have to wash our hands we have to wear the mask we have to do all the things and i personally just don't see the need if if, if i'm not standing close to anybody why wear the mask right you know? well I've, I've been seeing some people wear them like in their car by themselves yeah I, those people i just I can't, I don't know what to think. I'm like, do you know how this is? You clearly don't understand the purpose of this. Right. Like that's, that's all there is to it. You know, that you have to just laugh with those people because, you know, it kind of, it goes to what we talked about last week about complacency. And I think a lot of complacency comes from lack of knowledge of a thing. Meaning when you get put in a stressful situation, i.e. if you come up on a car crash and you don't have any kind of first aid training, what do you do? Uh, 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 you know, you see the movies like, oh, so the, the scene in uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan okay. where, the, where the medic gets shot. Yeah. And we, I actually reviewed that like in a medical class one time and they were, they That's showed really cool. us this video. They're like, this, this is a case example of 
only the medic knows what to do, and that's why they that's why we all need to learn this, right? Uh, and with they're they're like wiping the blood off and stuff like that with their bare hands. Of course, they didn't have gloves and everything back then, but you know they're like they're sprinkling the stuff on. But do it's you just, remember what the injury was? I think just a gunshot. Wound. Okay, but. They didn't know, you know, apply pressure. Like, you could tell they had, like, some very rudimentary... Of course, it's a movie, but the movie's based off things that happened, you know? And, right. and, and, and I've heard lots of stories where, not just, like, in a combat situation, but just in, in real life where someone comes up on somebody with an injury and they don't know what to do. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I feel like I've had some... Like, I have somewhat of a grasp of what needs to happen, um, but for the most part, you know, I think a lot of people just simply don't know what to do. So when I worked for NDOT, I was driving to work one morning and there was, I saw something in the distance and bear in mind, it's dark. You know, we had to go to work pretty early. Right. And it looked like there were headlights. This is on the interstate. You know, the headlights facing me and like flashing. And I'm like, huh? And it, and there's just something in my head like, hey, this is this is not good. Was this, you know, something in my brain was like, hey, slow down. So I start slowing down. Luckily, there's not a lot of cars behind me or nothing. And as I get closer, I realize there's a semi on the shoulder, and then there's a car in the passing lane on the interstate facing me, like stopped. And I'm like, oh, this is this is a wreck. This is a wreck. So I pull over, throw my hazards on, and kind of luckily I had my sweater on, which had the reflective stuff, all the high vis. And I get out, and the trucker had just stopped. He got out. Uh, I guess, you know, the, someone had sideswiped this lady, spun her around a whole bunch of times, and she's freaking out. All she knows is she just got hit, quote unquote, and she doesn't know what to do. And what was she doing? What do you, the word is panic, right? And right. Like, what are we seeing today with, with the coronavirus response? Panic. You have either, you have the people who are doing nothing, which is that just, it's either ignorance or they don't care. And then you have the people that are doing all of the things, like all the time wearing a mask in the car, you know, and I, I had enough awareness of mind to say ma'am i need you to either you need to get out of your vehicle or we, we got to get you out of the road because i kept telling her she, she she had her her hands locked on that steering wheel like white knuckled oh and then someone hit me oh she's all crying and sobbing and she's just you know she's she's hysterical i mean rightfully so i'm not mm-hmm. saying she's like mm-hmm. wrong for being upset about it but we kept telling her to get out of the road my car won't start i don't know what's wrong the car is still in drive that's why the car wouldn't start and i put your car in park i'm trying to like tell her to right. do things and luckily uh we there was enough room to, for people to get around, but about the time that I'm telling her to get the car in park, you ever hear a car going fast slam on their brakes? Yeah, yeah. Where, where it doesn't lock up, but you hear the ABS like right. kicking in, and you hear like this like this loud vibe. You know, you can hear the brakes rubbing on the brake pads. You know, the rotors, and it's like this really violent, scary. It kind of sounds like a big mechanical swarm of bees coming at you. Yeah, okay. And I look and I see like this little Toyota, this Toyota. Uh, little Toyota car that's all I remember of it coming at us like slamming his brakes and he's like swerving and stuff and luckily he got around us so I looked at the truck driver I was like can you try to get her out of here I'm gonna try to slow down traffic because I got all this high vis stuff on so I start running and I'm like flagging people down all this stuff you know but eventually the cops showed up everything was fine I went to work end of the you know end of the story for me and uh but anyway that's what I see people doing they they don't know how to handle a disease you know I, I mean how often has this happened to us in the United States hardly ever and, 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 you know, you look at even in like Asia, I feel like their cases haven't been nearly as bad, but they've been like the bird flu and all the stuff they were dealing with. They've been kind of dealing with this stuff for years. So they kind of know how things work. They're also a, uh, what do they call it? Like a mask wearing society. Yes. Yeah. Like the, they're, they're already so controlled and. Yep. Yep. And, and, yeah. you know, uh, obviously there's cultural differences there. We, sure. I think 
Honestly, I think if the federal government, as far as handling this, would have just said, hey, we really recommend you guys wear masks, and the governors of the states were like, hey, we really recommend you guys do this. It's really, I feel like way more people would have done it. But Americans, to a good thing and a bad thing in some respects, we're very much, I'm very much like, well, I was going to do this, but now that you told me to do this, I'm not going to do it. Like, whatever it is, right. you know. Like, I would probably wear my seatbelt, but now, like, all the time, just normally. But now that I have to, I don't want to. There's, I still do, but there's right. a part of me that's like, I click. Well, there goes a little bit more freedom. It's it's ridic- right. It's so small. It's so ridiculous. But there's a part of me that's like, don't tell me what to do. Like, let me make my own decisions. I, I so I was actually listening to uh, uh, a interview that Joe Jorgensen had on C-SPAN, uh, which if you haven't seen, it, I highly recommend it. Uh, and she and basically they're just like allowing her to say her her stances on things. And well, some, I'm glad somebody did. Yeah, is is it C-SPAN like? You know, it's not, you know, it's not mainstream, you know, evening news type, but C-SPAN is kind of known, you know. It's just, they're kind like, of mainstream. They're yeah, mainstream. a little bit, a little bit. Uh, not saying that they're like, you know, that's everyone's Saturday morning watch no, for the day. No, absolutely but not. I listened to her interview, and me, me and my wife were in my truck, and we had a plan going somewhere today. And uh, my wife, she said something about, uh, they, they, the question they asked her was, how would the Jorgensen administration handle the coronavirus? That's a good question. And yeah, and basically what she said, I'm going to butcher her answer probably, but the Go for it. boiled down version of what she said was Americans are adults and adults should be able to make their own responsible decisions. Yes. And she said that and I was like, oh, I love that. I love her so much. And my wife literally takes off her wedding ring and she she just kind of hands it over to me. Didn't say anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she goes, take these. And I said, what? She goes, take these. I said, why? She goes, because I'm about to go marry Joe Jorgensen. And I was like, <laughs> I know, right? Like, she's pretty awesome. I said the same thing about Christy Nome. I, think I was about to the, say the South Dakota the South governor. Dakota. I was just about to Google yeah. her. Like, you know, I and, think uh, she said the same thing. I, I told my wife the same thing. I was like, hey, babe, if you die, I'm marrying Christy Nome, just so you know. Because she was putting out the stuff basically like, hey, you're adults. Right. Like, figure it out. Right. And this, man, I love that so much. Like, you know, obviously, I, typically, I lean a lot more libertarian. Like, individual responsibility, individual rights. Right. They, they go hand in hand. You know, and and so something that uh, I saw on your Facebook, you shared the the two the lawyers from uh, oh, what was it was it Michigan or Mississippi? The, they were pointing the AR at the at the protesters. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. community, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, and that that's a pure perfect example of individual rights right. and of individual responsibility. Their responsibility was you need to be trained on that weapon. Sure. Yeah. And then you know somebody said on there. Uh, you know, you should have to pass a written test in order to buy a firearm. And that my comment was, that's I totally agree with you. It's just like it's written in the Second Amendment. It doesn't say that, by the way. In case right, no. Know. Like, it, it comes with an individual responsibility. And, and our, our society has gotten so used to having its hand held by government, whether it be local, state, federal, whatever, that people just don't want to own their own lives. It's, no. it's, it's insane to me. Whenever you talk about... They, they always talk about the millennials or what is the new Gen X or whatever the new, the one below you and I is. To the old people, it, it's still millennials. Anybody that's younger than them, oh, absolutely, yeah, like yeah. under the age of 30 is considered a millennial, yeah, 30 even though down. that's not really how it works. Right. Um, but they're like, you know, they don't know how to change a tire. And then what do people always say? Well, they should teach them that. No, you should teach them that. You're, right. if, you're, if you are a parent, teach your kid how to change their tire. My kids can change oil. That's impressive. My, 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 my eight-year-old, he's not eight, my seven-year-old, 
help me change your oil in my truck. No, he's not my oldest. That's my second. My oldest son's known how to do it for years. My third son also knows how to do it. The only reason they can't do it by themselves is they're literally not strong enough to like take the filter off. They just literally physically can't do it. They they know how to do it. Like the way I do it is I I lay my plywood down because I don't have a proper garage. They get underneath with me. I say, what do we do? And they're like, take that bolt off. Wow. Take the oil pan bolt off. Drain the oil. They're like, wait till that stuff's dripping. You put it back on. And, uh, you know, what now? Take that off. What's that called? Uh, it cleans the oil. They don't know what it's called, but they know what it does. The right. filter. That's you impressive. Know, and they take enough. the filter That's... off. Why do they know that? Did they teach that in school? No, no absolutely I not. taught them that. You know, and, and there's, and that isn't, when I say uh, you teach them, that doesn't necessarily just mean me as a parent. That can also mean like your friends, your family, your, your circle, yeah. right? It takes a village. I don't think it takes a village, i.e. the school to teach my kids everything, you know, um, uh, Another thing that's always talked about is sex ed, sex ed, right? Oh, they don't they don't teach kids about you know using protection. This talking about like the, it always right. comes up in the abortion debate, and I'm like, well, my my kids know are going to know about protection. They really don't yet. My oldest son, I've had the talk with him, like right. the basic biologic what happens, um, but we haven't got into that yet because he didn't ask. Uh, the way I do that, the way I did that, by the way, is when he asked me how babies are made, I told him biologically how babies are made. And I got a little bit into like, you know, me and your mommy love each other. There's an emotional. Sure. Connection, right. Blah, blah, right. Blah. Anyway, I taught him. I told him I took responsibility for my kid because I made it. I right. made my kid and I decided I'm going to put him in a position to know things, whatever life life thinks. You know, they I had him mow my yard yesterday, my riding mower. He was stoked. He got, to use, that. That cool. he got to use the big mower because you know, I've been making use the push mower. And I told him, if you, look at, <laughs> if you do a good, not in that big yard, by the way, he is the smaller Oh, yard. okay. Um, I said, if you do a good job on this I wouldn't have yard, felt bad. Yeah, I would. As I've threatened it as punishment. But uh, <laughs> I've, he, I've made him, if you do a good job on the big, on the little yard, I'll let you mow the big yard on the riding mower. And he's like, really? I said, wow. yeah. And then guess what he did? He did it, and now I let him mow the backyard. Right. You know, joke's on him. Now I don't have to do it. He thinks it's a privilege. I'm getting out of something. So, right. uh, But that's that individual. As long as the lines remain That's straight. the individual responsibility. And that goes back to like the whole mask wearing, the coronavirus thing. What's going what's gonna to prevent this is personal responsibility. Right. I mean, that you can apply that to any argument, you know, whether it's like gun crime or drugs, drugs. or whatever it is. It comes down to individual responsibility. Right. Uh, and that's like what you said. You said uh, if if you're not hurting others with what you're doing, do what you want. Pretty right. much for the most, you know, as long as you're not hurting another person or damaging or altering or taking their property. Right, 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 right. And then it's a kind of fair game, honestly. I, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I think. As far as like legislatively things right. go, right. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I almost I don't wear a mask in the store because do what I do instead. I stay clear of people. Right. I don't spit on people. I, if someone's coughing, I stay away from them. Like, sure. and like to what you said is I tend to not, I haven't gone in public nearly as often uh, aside from going to work, obviously. Right. But like, I don't go to the store. We, we try to like maximize our trips places. Like if we're going to the grocery store, Hey, can we maybe go without this thing this week and blah, blah, blah. We do the Walmart with the uh, Walmart pickup mm-hmm. a lot. It, that was before all this happened. I mean, so the amount of times I've been into a store the last month was like once, maybe. Really? I think. I, I, I actually had to go quite a bit, but uh, more than I wanted to, just for different Once is more than you want to, honestly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, that's before the Rona hit. Like, I didn't yeah. want to go to Walmart, you know, on a, on a normal Tuesday, like last no. year or whatever. But, you know, you, gotta have, you have to do it, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. You got to live your life. But that's the thing is you have to live your life. You can't just 
let the federal government and now like in Indianapolis they're saying there's a and thousand the there's a thousand dollar fine if you don't wear a mask oh, in Indianapolis. Man. Like, is that even enforceable? I'm not a lawyer, you're not a lawyer, but you know what I mean? Like, can he just say that? Right. Are you kidding me? I, I wonder what kind of proof is needed. Right. Well, that's uh, and that, there's that thing going around where if you see someone, don't call the police. Call the health department. Right. So you're basically saying that the health department can now enforce law. Law. Right. Not even law. It's just like a Doctors. governor's order. But what? Like legally, what is that? You I'm know sorry. I, mean? like, I, I hate to use this comparison because it's used too much in the wrong sense. But that is literally. A Nazi thing, mm-hmm. making making doctors in in charge. Mm-hmm. We have them for like counsel. That's smart. I mean, anybody who has a mind should think that you know ha- ha- having a doctor's point of view is always a good thing. Sure. I mean, they're not dumb. Right. Obviously, they're doctors. But like, if police officers who are given however many weeks of training, what is it like forty or? I don't, it's not very much. It's not very much. But they still have weeks of training to right. enforce laws, and you're saying they do a bad job. But doctors have zero weeks of training enforcing laws. But now they're but now the doctors are enforcing laws, and right. they're all of a sudden going to do a good job. Right. Well, that's the other thing is like, are the, is the peop, is the person on the other end of the phone at the health department? Are they a doctor? Or are they just a government bureaucrat? Oh, both. They're just, they're just, yeah, exactly. The other, yeah. yeah, they're 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 it's some dude making like fifteen bucks an hour answering a phone. Like, okay, I'll pass that on to the proper authorities. Correct. Right. He doesn't care, you know, but. The fact that they're encouraging people to call in on their neighbors for bad behavior. So I've been reading this book called The Gulag Archipelago. Okay. Have you heard about that? Yeah, okay. Have you heard about it? You know what it is? I know what it is, but continue. It's basically, for those who don't know, uh, it was a person who survived the gulags in Soviet Russia, you know, when the so the, the Communist Party, all that stuff. Right. Uh, and it's it's... Getting into it, it seems more like a collaboration of a lot of individual stories and tragedies, and, and it's based off letters and memoirs and all kinds of stuff. And this guy survived it. And but the crazy, the craziest part of it is the lead up and how people get to these gulags. Uh, right. And, and for again, those who may not know, I say gulag, and I kind of think everyone knows what it is, but I think a lot of people don't realize a gulag is a political prison. In Soviet Russia, right, specifically, right. that's that's what the words are tied to, and it's if if you say if you said anything, anything, or if you were suspected of saying anything against the communist government, the secret police are coming for you. They're taking you to this jail. No due process. No questions asked. You are going to the gulag. You're probably going to die there. They're going to work you to death. They're going to starve you to death. They're going to beat you. It's it's not good. It's not like a you know it's not a prison where you have you know three hots on a cot. Right. It's it's a bad, like, prisoner of war status, horrible place, right. you know. And do I think that's the same, like, calling in on a mask? No. But the, what, how did they get there? Sure. How, right. how, how did the Nazis? Again, I, I totally agree with you. It's way overused. But I think it's important to remember how the Nazis became what they did. And it's ordinary people. The, the prison guards at Nazi, at the concentration camps, weren't like, these super radicalized, no. cra- they were They're regular civilians. people. They're citizens. They're like, normal people. Everyone looks at like you know uh, military people and they think that somehow you know you're this extra special blah blah blah. No, you're just some dude or some chick. You're, you're some dude that raised their hand. That's all it is. Yeah. Like you know, in my case, I was poor and I need. I wanted a better job. Like right. there's so okay. many different reasons to go and enlist or you know join up, whatever it is, and. Cops are the same way. Cops are just yes. people. And, you know, there's 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 this... People forget 
The, the ones who are willing and excited to call in on their neighbors. It's like, do you not realize that's a human being that you're... Te- why, go talk to them. If someone has a problem with me not wearing a mask, I am more than open to someone coming up to me and like, hey, why aren't you wearing a mask? Or, hey, you should have a mask on. No one will do it because everyone has given up their responsibility of conversation to the government. I just tapped the table. Sorry about that. But uh, by the government, I do mean like what, what happens if someone's doing something illegal? I hate to single out like a certain type of individual because we're more focused on liberty than like parties. But the the side of the spectrum of the people who are salivating at the mouth and foaming and just like, oh, I can't wait to tell on their neighbor is also because like you said, they're human beings. That That's also the side that has a little bit of an issue understanding what a human being is, <laughs> unfortunately. You're, um, you're fishing in a mud hole, but I am. <laughs> but anyways, back to your, well, I also want to say one more thing before we continue. Um, you know, things don't go from zero to a hundred as far as, um, it's gradual bad things. So like not to use, let's not use Nazis as sure. an example. Let's use, um, the slave trade. Sure. Right. Uh, what, uh, what, what do I want to call them? Uh, colonials. In, the, in Western civilization, didn't go from zero to a hundred. They're just like, um, you know, it sounds good. Enslaving people. No, it was a gradual mm-hmm. um, occurrence. Yeah, you know, it started off with these African tribes going to war with each other, having prisoners. What do we do? What do we do with these prisoners? Well, we use them as slaves. Well, we right. have too many slaves. Yeah. Well, now we we're gonna sell the rest of our slaves. You know, it's a gradual thing. It's things like bad things don't just all of a sudden happen. Right. They they gradually become right what Which, they are they can be accelerated for certain things oh like, yeah so sure. when the cotton gin was invented slavery boomed in, oh, in the united right, states right but i mean as and i don't say this approving of it it was a no. market it's like an, an economic need quote unquote for for cheap and or free labor and that's what it was for, i don't and right. again i don't say that approving of it that's you're just saying what as far as their it. mindset was right and because again they didn't look at them as people as awful as that is that's, that but that's what awful. caused the bad thing but this again this goes it's back gradual. to this whole thing and and are people listening to this going to be like are these guys really talking about how it's tyrannical for us to have to wear a mask is it tyrannical no but that's the thing is had the first was it 1619 the first slaves came to the United States I don't know I, uh, that, that's I a big there's a, there's a, the 1619 project is a thing I think the New York Times started uh, it's it won like a Pulitzer Prize this lady that okay. wrote it um, I think that's the year that the first slaves came to America and there's an argument made for that's when America was founded uh, as far as like the America of today I don't okay, know if I agree yeah. with that but I get the point at least yeah. um, but anyway it started somewhere. It yeah. started with something small. It's just one slave, you know? So, like, a, a, I use this example with my boys all the time. Uh, when they disobey, right? So, uh, think of a good example. I told my, my, my boys, hey, I want you to go put, I have this trailer for my lawnmower. Put it in the garage, close the door. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're like, okay. So, I saw him out there wheeling the trailer over there. Yeah. I'm like, cool, mission accomplished, right? I go back to doing dishes or whatever. And I go outside a little bit later. The lights are still on in my garage. The doors are still open, but the trailer's in there. And he said, well, I put the trailer in there. I said, nah. but you didn't close the door. Shut the lights off. He says, but I put the trailer in there. I did what you said. I said, no, you did most of what I said. You didn't do all of what I said. And he's like, well, I mean, I tried. I'm like, Isaac, if I made you brownies and I told you there's just a little bit of dog poop in the brownies, would you eat them? He said, well, no. I my said, mom used that example so yeah, many times. It's from an old skit guys thing. This thing we I saw in church in youth group like <laughs> ten years ago. But uh, you know, I said, if there's just a little bit of dog poop, would you eat the brownies? Such and he's like, classic. well, no. I said, a little bit of obedience is a little bit of dog poop in my brownies, and I'm not eating them right now. You mean a little bit 
disobedience. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally messed that up. So there a little bit of disobedience right, right. is a little bit of dog poop in your brownies, and I'm right. not eating them. That's what I told him. And uh, I said, if you, if me or your mom tell you to do something, do the whole thing. You know, uh, don't just halfway do it and then not say nothing. If you have a problem getting the door, he said the door is too high. I get that. Yeah. But he could have at least said, I can't get it. But he didn't shut the lights off either. You know, that sounds like me when I was a kid. Oh yeah. And and, you know, I, I kind of got on a little bit and I was like, Isaac, you need to do what I say. If you have a problem, come, you know, ask for help. Um, something else he did side note I was chewing him out the other day because he wasn't cleaning his room and I was like kind of getting into him because it was like the 18th time I told him to you know I'm like I started knife handing and everything not thinking about it and he just like blank face was staring at the wall in front of him while I was yelling at him and I'm like I have to come in here and tell you to clean your room again it's over for you by the way you're taking this butt chewing really well I'm proud of you kissed him on the cheek and left did he even understand what you said his eyes were this big yeah he knew what I said and I, I, I talked to him later and he's like I'm like, Isaac, I want you to know I really am proud of you. You took that butt chewing really well. I was like, that's exactly, you take the butt like chewing. Like he didn't just like melt down. And no, like, yeah, he, he took it. He, he he was standing up straight. I'm, I'm big about that, oh, you know. Wow. And he's like, yeah, I was really confused when you said that. I was like, no, you took a butt chewing really well. Sometimes you're going to get yelled at in your life and you just have to take it. And it's yeah. like, that's what I'm teaching you. But don't I do that? That's the, Again, I'm not letting the government teach my kid to accept authority. Anyway, but yeah, I don't wear a mask. To come back to the beginning of our, our topic <laughs> yeah. here, um, but I don't look down on people who do at all. Oh no, it's just my yeah. choice. I don't. I don't feel like it's necessary. Um, I'm not. Ex- I again. I stay away because the whole thing is it helps prevent you from spreading it if you have it. Right. So I don't. So sure, I stay away yeah. from people. I, I do wash my hands, uh, which oh, is yeah. a big deal as a mechanic. Like you know, I can't say how many sandwiches I've eaten with greasy hands. You know, so I do wash my hands a lot more. Um, that's another thing is like. Someone sent me like a video and explains why the soap does kill the virus. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's edu- there's education. I'm now educated and I'm going to make an educated decision. Right. I never wash my hands before, right. ever. Like hardly ever. I will at someone's house. Like if I'm here and use the bathroom, I wash my hands. Oh, yeah. Out of, oh, yeah. Out of respect I know to what you. you mean. Like but random, randomly like washing at, your hands. at home or like at work or whatever. I just didn't do it. But right. now that I'm educated on what it does, I made an educated decision. Right. And... So that's what I do. And the math thing, I'm social distancing instead because I don't think that you have to do both. And again, if I just avoid crowds. Uh, at the gra- I went to a graduation ceremony yesterday. Uh, it was outside. It was Everyone was spread out and everything. And at the end, it was funny because at the end, people started gathering in for the pictures and everything. You know, oh, yeah. you know how they do. And I stayed over by the fence with my kids. I was like, I'm not getting in that crowd. Yeah. yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not terrified. But I also understand. I don't know all these people. I don't know where they've been. I'm being careful. Yeah, and uh, a lot of more wearing masks and stuff, but nonetheless, they were crowding up, and I don't, I just don't do that. I make that responsibility. Um, and one more thing to that point, uh, going back to those those people holding that gun and everything, and somebody said something about this, the point of the gun at the protesters, and I had said, he said, you know, should should someone be able to do that? And I said, yes. Yeah. Uh, or no, he's talking about masks. He said, if if a store if a, if a store says you can't come in here without a mask on, why do you have a problem with that? I said, I don't. It's private business. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I said, he's like, well, I think, you know, people spreading it and this and that, and people are getting it because people aren't complying with what the, the governors are saying, not with their orders. I hate that word. And I said, sometimes liberty is dangerous. It's a risk. Almost all we the time. We have to accept it. Right. Is it dangerous for me to own? Is there an inherent danger with me owning weapons with, where I have children? Yes. So what do I do? 
risk 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 management. I keep them away from them. I keep them where the kids can't get them. I don't keep ones I'm not. The only guns I keep loaded are on my hip, right, or in my truck locked when I'm at work, you know. And that's it. The rest of them are all put away properly. They're safely secured. Um, I also have knives in my house, you know, right. like kitchen knives, and they're sharp. I sharpen my knives with a with a let stone. They're really sharp, which and, which is laughable, but like. Over in Europe, you have there are some places in Europe where you have to be like 18 years old to buy a butter knife. Really, a butter knife? Yeah. So I I saw there was this package. It was like Thomas the Train or uh-huh. Winnie the Pooh. It was a character of some sort. Uh-huh. So obviously it was not even a weapon. It mm-hmm. was a cutlery for a child. Right. And there was a there was a piece of tape like the uh, pricing tape like you'd see at like Dollar General, Dollar sure. Tree. And it was like must be certain age and up to purchase or something. Cuz I had the like butter that. knife in there. Yeah, cuz I had a knife. That's incredible. Well then everyone wants to compare us to Europe. I don't want to be like Europe. Which which I mean goes to the point of, you know, when you are submissive to to super everything. strong orders to everything. To everything. That's where you end up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure like the mass thing isn't unconstitutional. I mean, I guess there really isn't a constitutional uh there isn't a, there isn't anything in the Bill of Rights that says you know the government can't ask you to put a mask right. on. I guess, but people's issue is that's where you end up being eighteen years or older to buy a Winnie the Pooh knife, and yeah. and if and if you don't see where those two things connect, then I guess we'd have to have another episode about that because we you got to start over from the basics at that Absolutely. point yeah. to not truly understand like how what you're saying wearing the mask really isn't that big of a deal, but being quote unquote forced by right. an executive order is so so right. much different. Right. I I hate that they call them orders. The governor's oh, orders. And I'm like, like obviously we have the military background. That sure. We understand orders. Yeah. Because like, because we raised our hand and volunteered. No one volunteered to be an American, unless you came in here, you know, immigrated or whatever. But right. Yeah. You know, we live in Indiana. I didn't swear a civilian oath to the of, of allegiance to the governor. No. You know, I will respect his his authority because I have to. He's my yeah. he's technically my commander in chief. And yeah. so when I'm on duty, if that's what's required of me, I'll mask up because that's that's how orders work for yeah. the military. We volunteered for it. Right. But I don't believe that a civilian government person can can order a private citizen to do anything. Now, if you want to pass right. laws through the process, due process, that's a different thing. Right. Whether, you know, I might disagree with the law. I just, you know, I kind of disagree with the seatbelt law. I think that's a victimless crime for you if you choose not to wear a seatbelt. But I still do it. Right, right. Because, right. and, and if, if I'm required somewhere, like my wife, when she goes to her appointments for the baby, she has to wear a mask. Totally fine with that, right? Or like there's some stores around us that require you to have a mask. They conveniently sell them for a dollar, by the way. I just don't shop there. And they conveniently don't have a uh, waste management bucket for these things to go into because this, this, this disease is so horrible that there is no waste buckets for these things to go into right. because it's so horrible. It's so horrible. It's so dangerous. We don't want to collect... The horrible trash. So yeah, we'll just we'll just leave it on the ground. Yeah, dude, you, there's so many masks everywhere. <laughs> where I work, I work with about. I mean the the entire company where I work at is about six thousand people, I think. And so there's like four or five laying on the ground at all times, just laying on the ground, just laying on the ground. That's incredible. So, I, yeah, yeah. But I just you know I get the, I get the uh, people want to do what they want to do. You know, but let's let's have a little individual responsibility return yeah. to our culture. That's kind of what my whole thing is. Raise your kids, take care of your neighbors. You know, do unto others. Golden rule, even not even from a religious standpoint, because I don't want to legislate my religion or anyone's religion. Sure, but you can't really legislate responsibility. 
you just can't do it. Well, I it's, mean, it's not responsibility at that point. Right, exactly. It's duty. <laughs> and, and, duty and, and then you start getting yeah. into some weird like communist stuff, and I'm just not cool with that. No. But, yeah, just do the right thing, whatever the right thing is to you. Now, obviously, again, to our point, if you're hurting others or you're take, hurting someone else's property, that's sure. different. So I... I so for example, if you have COVID, right? I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to stay go home, anywhere. right? Because right. we're not we're not jerks. And I'll take another level. I haven't seen my grandparents for a year because of the deployment. Sure, yeah. And I would I would love nothing more than to sit down with my grandpa Lou, my grandma Jane, and have Mickey Mouse waffles because she has a little waffle yeah. iron. It's a thing for my because childhood. you you were deployed before we started this podcast, right? Though. Yeah, yeah. And and right when we come we were coming back, like before we left where I was at, it was like, hey, there's this new virus, and we're like. Oh, I wonder if that'll slow us down. We you know, we had no idea, and we realized how bad huh. it was going to get. You know, no one did. And but I would love nothing more than to sit down at their dinner table or their, their little bar. They had a breakfast bar right. at their house and eat Mickey Mouse waffles and talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that because they're fairly old, and my grandpa especially it would be at high risk for it. Right, and because I, we're not saying that this thing is fake or right. I yeah. I don't think I have it, but I don't know that yeah. I don't have it. You know, so I will stay away from them. I FaceTime them. I text them. I, I right. keep in whatever communication I can with them because that's my individual responsibility. And and I and I do want to take care of my family. And that includes my grandparents and those at risk. And, um, you know, it, I just stay away from people. Yeah. And I, I stay, I keep my family away from Which people. Which is your choice. Right. And, and, and I do get the discussion why this is the way it is because there is a certain element of you can possibly cause harm to other people. But right. it's, I think it's different than pointing a gun at somebody because that's I've heard that I've heard it compared to that of not wearing a mask of being is compared to you. Well, you're basically at, pointing a gun to someone's head. At face value, I can see why that might be a good argument. Mm-hmm. And, and I heard that, and I'm like, yeah, my initial you know knee jerk reaction was no, it's different. I'm like, because more willing, that's willingly you know pointing a gun at sure. Somebody. Like you are you willingly loaded it. You willingly know it's loaded. You right, willingly have right. your finger on the trigger versus then there, there's an there's an element of it. I get it. Sure. So what do right. I do? What's my response? What's my response to that? Well, you, knowing you, your response is probably just to think about it. Like okay. Well, I mean, I don't mean like when I heard that, I was like, okay, so there is an element of truth in that statement of yeah. you. You may be you may be putting people in danger. I'm like, right. okay, that's risk. What do I do to to take care of that risk? I'm not wearing a mask. I just don't want to. So I stay away from right. That. Well, if we're going to legislate people because of what they might be risking to others, right? That's, then, that's oh, some man. really slippery. The slope's very slippery. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm all about like, like I said, if the government would have just said, "Hey, you really should do this. This is the be- probably going to be the best course of action." I think a lot more people would yes. be on board. Would be on board with the whole thing. Uh, another thing is, as I've seen that the death rates are still dropping. So like the overall infection rate was dropping for a minute yeah. and then we started to open back up and it's spiking again. Yeah. Uh, supposedly the death rate is not, not coinciding. It's not, yes, yeah, it's, it's not going up as of right now, right. as of right now. So that may change. Obviously, hopefully it doesn't, uh, we're not like a news source. So hopefully people already know this, but, uh, no. you know, I think, I think what we're doing uh, is slowly working. Yeah, we're probably not as uh, as quick as everybody else, but I do know I have noticed there have been a lot more young people crowding together here. So um, it is what it is. So we'll figure it out. Um, individual responsibility. I think that's the the final thought for the day. What do you think? Anything else to add? No, I don't. Alrighty. Well, hopefully we'll hear you guys back next week. I will not be here. I will have uh, other duties to attend to. So it'll be a solo solo run for Caleb Let's here. Let's do it. Uh, should have some good stuff. I look forward to hearing it. So I'll see you in two weeks, man. All right. See you later, everybody.